Welcome to the podcast from Plum Creek Community Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. Thanks for downloading my dad. I hope as you listen, you are challenged and encouraged by his message. Father, we, we pause. We pause today in the middle of our celebrating to have a chance to recalibrate, to remind ourselves of what we're celebrating. And uh, Lord, we thank you that that we don't just celebrate a baby that was born, but we celebrate a God that loves us, that cares about us, so much so that that you would send your son. And Lord, we thank you that that, that baby paid that price that he did so that we could have relationship with you. So today, Father, we pray that you would help us as we as we spend just a couple of minutes together thinking about this to, to Lord, let this set the tone for, for the rest of our celebrating, that we wouldn't forget the purpose behind it all. We love you, Father. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Thank you so much for being here today. It's so awesome to not be in a movie theater. This is great. Yeah, I know. Isn't that awesome? It's so good been quite a year for us. And if you're a guest, thank you for being here. My name is Doug, and I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Plum Creek. We're glad that you have chosen to uh, to be part of part of this little time that we have together to pause just for a few moments and to, to think and to reflect and to uh, just uh, set the tone for, for, what, uh, for what we're going to be celebrating here in the next several hours. Well, if you've been around Plum Creek for a while, you'll know this. Uh, we've been in a series called Mary's Christmas several months ago when we started planning for, for our Christmas season. Uh, we were reading through the story again in the Gospels of this first Christmas. And for whatever reason this year, what kept jumping off the page to me were certain statements that were made to Mary, by Mary, or about Mary. And so we decided we were going to do a series on Mary's Christmas. And so we've been doing that, and we're going to going to finish that up here uh, tonight. So for the kids that are here, kids need you to listen to me. I, I remember what it was like to be in your spot right now. I'm not so old that I can't remember what it was like to go to church on Christmas Eve. And uh, truthfully, the only reason that I was excited to be at church on Christmas Eve is because I knew that that meant we were one step closer to being able to open some presents. Do you guys know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's pretty exciting. Maybe some of you, have you looked under the tree and seen some presents under there that might have your name on them? Oh, yeah. I looked under our tree, and there's a couple with my name on them, too. That's pretty exciting. I want to tell you guys a quick story. This story uh, was uh, from a from a church, not ours, but a church uh, in a classroom full of six-year-olds. And the teacher of that class had been teaching the children about the story of Christmas and, and the story of Jesus' birth. And she thought that perhaps the best way to kind of bring her teaching to a close would be to let the kids on their own put on a little presentation depicting what they had learned in class about the first Christmas. And she was very passionate about not coaching them because she wanted to see how they had how they had learned their lesson. So she let the kids get together and get their props together and get ready to to put on the show of of uh, the Christmas story. And so this six year old class got together and they did their planning and they were ready to roll. And when they broke their huddle of preparation 
to put on their put on their their presentation. They ended up with three Marys, two Josephs, six shepherds, two wise guys, and one boy that wanted to be a cow. Now there's one more character we'll get to in a minute, but I get that kid that wanted to be the cow. I get that. Let me tell you why. For some of you kids that have been around Plum Creek for a while, you've probably heard Pastor Emily tell some stories. Emily's our children's pastor, and she's also my sister. She's my little sister. And when we were young, one of her favorite things to do wasn't one of our favorite things to do. She wanted to play house a lot. And so it was a major ordeal for us to negotiate through what that might look like. And I would allow Emily to play house with us with one rule. And that was that I got to be the family dog. And I just need to be honest with you. I wasn't a very good dog. I was misbehaved to say the to say the least. I, I loved being the dog because I could create all kinds of problems for Emily. And I kind of included some creativity on my part. And uh, I get this kid that wanted to be the cow. So there were three Marys, two Josephs, six shepherds, two wise guys, one little boy who was playing a cow. And then the final boy decided that he would be the doctor that delivered the baby. Yeah. And so the teacher really wanted the kids to put on this play on their own. So she said, have at it. And they started reacting or re- reenacting the story of Christmas. <clears throat> and things were going quite smoothly until the little doctor got to his part. And he went behind the manger scene and he grabbed this little baby doll that they had gotten as, as a prop and wrapped that baby up in a blanket and brought it back to the story that was unfolding with the three Marys and the two Josephs. And he held the baby up and he said, Congratulations! It's a God! (laughs) Oh, what a great kid. The teacher did a good job teaching, don't you think? And I think in the midst of all of the craziness that you and I have been part of, as a matter of fact, I was thinking this morning when we were getting ready to come over here, like how many collective preparation hours do you think are sitting right here today for what we're going to do tomorrow? It's got to be thousands and thousands of hours pulling out the the decorations and putting them up and planning out all of the, the menu and shopping and cooking and buying presents and making sure that it's all fair and all of those kinds of things are happening. And I can't even imagine all the hours that it takes to celebrate what we're going to celebrate tomorrow. This Christmas story is a, is a really amazing story. And I was thinking about a song from, from when I was much younger. Some of you that are close to my age might remember a song from the early 90s by a group called the CC Music Factory. Some of you remember that? You're like, oh yeah, I remember. Remember the chorus had a really famous chorus with a certain little part that was very catchy that said, those are some of the things that make us go... Okay, remember that. Because when I think about the Christmas story, and as we've been talking about this over the last several weeks, I have seen this story with maybe some fresh eyes this year. And when you read through the story, it surely seems like one of those stories that makes you go, oh, you're getting there. 
That'll preach. Here we go. An angel shows up to Mary. Oh, good. You guys got it. The angel communicates that he has a message from God. And it's an interesting message. He communicates to Mary that although she's a virgin, she's going to have a baby. This is a long one. Yeah. Fortunately, the angel shows up to Joseph, and I'm sure he went and processed all that was... You guys are good. All the things that were happening. And then the part of the story that I want to to focus in on here for just a minute, the angels also show up to some shepherds who undoubtedly also went. Yeah. We read this story and it makes us go, hmm. And we weren't the only one that had that experience. Let me show it to you. If you have your iPhones or your your uh, device that has the Bible on it, or if you're old school and brought your Bible today, uh, if you turn to Luke chapter 2, we're going to read this story, just a little bit of it, uh, starting with uh, verse 8. The, the words will also be on the screen. This is what it says. <clears throat> that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Pastor Gary talked last Sunday about how that's typically what happens when angels show up to humans. They're terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I will bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people, the Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. And they said that because they had previously... Yeah, you're with me. I like it. It's good. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary. This is so... Watch what happens here. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph... And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all of these things in her heart and thought about them often. That was the verse that kind of jumped out of the shepherd's part of the story to me. Now, perhaps for some of you, you might be more familiar with the way the King James Version communicates this verse. I grew up on the King James Version. As a matter of fact, I believe it was my mom and something at our school that, that uh, required us to memorize Luke chapter 2. So I memorized it in, in the King James Version. And it says this, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary stopped. Now we think we have a crazy Christmas, right? A lot going on. Probably paled in comparison to what Mary had going on. Lots of moving parts to the story and lots of angels and traveling and giving birth. Let's just know that that was a crazy first Christmas. But after those shepherds leave, Mary tell, or the scriptures tell us that Mary did something interesting. She, she stopped. She paused from the craziness. And she pondered what had happened in her heart. Now, we, we don't live in a culture that ponders well, 
You, you are not, you are not high-fived often for being a good ponderer, if that's even a word. As a matter of fact, our fast-paced culture kind of demands us to keep picking up the pace, to work a little bit harder. And if you're a pondering type person, you're probably not climbing the corporate ladder. Even more so during this time of the year where it's probably could be considered the busiest time of our lives during the calendar year because of all of the extra things that come with celebrating Christmas. We probably don't ponder well. What does it mean to ponder? We don't even use that word anymore. What does it mean to ponder? It means to consider something deeply and thoroughly. To meditate, to weigh carefully in the mind, to consider thoughtfully. What this means is that somehow Mary found a spot to pause, to allow the things that had happened to be something that she thought about carefully and was reflecting on. Mary took time to think this through. And I believe that she took time to think this through to see how this story had implications in her life personally, but also how this story would continue to have implications because of the prophecies that were made about this baby that would last even to you and me today. We would all have to agree that there's not enough time to ponder in our lives. As a matter of fact, if you're like me, it'd kind of be nice to have a day just to ponder. Maybe that's part of the reason why we do a Christmas Eve service to give us a chance in the midst of all the craziness to just sit for a second and to be reminded why, why we celebrate the way we do. <clears throat> next week, you're going to begin to think about what the next year has for you. You're going to set some goals. You're going to maybe forecast a little bit. You're going to dream a little bit about what 2014 might look like. And my main thought this evening is this that I think God would really want each of us to take just a couple of minutes to slow down and to ponder well. To ponder the, the implications of the story of this baby and how it impacts us still today here in our lives. What, is it, what does it look like to ponder on things of God? What does it mean to think about those kinds of things? I wonder maybe that you should just sit, sit and think a little bit about the answered prayers perhaps that you've experienced this year. Or maybe the times when God just showed up and gave you some strength to be able to carry through a tough time and you weren't even sure if that strength was going to be available. Maybe it was something that God did this year to get your attention because He wanted to challenge you in a way, speak to you in a way, encourage you in a way. I think this would be a good time for us to ponder. Because I know that God is still at work. He's very much alive and He cares about us. And if your experience is like my experience... We need to stop and think a little bit about what it is that God's trying to say to us. And how does this incredible story of this baby impact our lives today? It was A.W. Tozer, the theologian and author, that said this, If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. Our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. So if we're to learn from Mary's experience and work to apply some of the same things that she did into our lives, 
this verse is so powerful for us. As we celebrate Christmas together, we need to take some time to ponder these things. Look at that verse again, because there's something that jumped out to me that was interesting. Take notice of where she pondered. I wouldn't say that I'm a professional in pondering, but if I was going to describe the process of pondering, I would say that we would ponder in our minds. But Scripture is very clear, and if you look at the etymology of the word, it says that she pondered in her heart. And I think there's something different about just thinking about something when there's an emotional attachment as well. When there's something that says, okay, this is real to me, and it's moved however many inches it is from, for you from your mind to your heart, and it becomes something that you own at that point. That's what Mary did. She pondered in her heart. She did more than just think. And what happened here was that Mary was beginning to preserve something in her heart that was very precious to her. Obviously, her baby that she held, but even more than that, this phrase means to treasure. She treasured these things. So I want to do that tonight. I want to give you a chance just for a couple of moments to ponder well. And so I'm asking our ushers if they would come forward right now and help us distributing some communion elements. And we practice what we call open communion at Plum Creek, so it has nothing to do with membership. As a matter of fact, we don't even do that. But if you have a relationship with the Lord, we invite you to join with us in our communion. It's not just that God touched Mary's life, and it's not just that she pondered and appreciated what happened to her. What I want to point out is that God's presence in Mary's life changed her. And that presence still changes today. It transformed her and it grew her faith. The same needs to be true for you and I, that we need to allow it to transform us and for our faith to grow as well. So how about you? How have you even done in this last year, or even more particularly in this moment, that we celebrate Christmas? How have you done it, slowing the pace enough to find yourself at a place where you're able to ponder the incredible goodness of our God and the gift that He gave to us that we celebrate this baby who lived an incredible life and whose life counted significantly because of the sacrifices that he made to die on that cross for you and for me. So I don't want you to let the meaning of this season be lost. I don't want the the decorating and the thousands of uh, hours that we've prepared to somehow get lost in in the moment of worship and contemplation that we have together because it's all meant to bring us closer to our, in our relationship with the Lord. So, this is one of those stories that should make all of us go, hmm, and I want to do that today. So I've asked Stephen and the team to come back and sing a song that's a bit, maybe a little bit odd for a Christmas service. But I think once you hear the words, you'll understand why I wanted them to sing this song because it's really quite powerful. So hang on to those communion elements for just a moment. The, the words will be on the screen, and it's a fairly repetitive song, and you'll, you'll pick it up quick. So maybe you want to sing along, or maybe you'll just want to close your eyes and reflect while, while the team is playing this song. But let's just hold those elements until they've been handed out, and listen to these words. Let God speak to your heart, and take a couple of minutes just to ponder. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it'll always be, it's always been you, Jesus. 
symbol started that day the baby was born and that redemptive thread has made its way to us today over 2,000 years later here at Plum Creek it's amazing Jesus at the center of it all in Corinthians it says this on the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it and then he broke it into pieces and he said this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Can you bow your heads for just a moment? Lord, we thank you for a chance to spend a couple of minutes being reminded of why we celebrate. Lord, will you forgive us that sometimes we get more busy celebrating than we do remembering why we celebrate? Will you help each of us to find a few moments in the next 24 hours or so to to find a quiet spot to just reflect and to think, to be grateful? But Lord, that it wouldn't just be pondering that takes place in our mind, that, that Lord, it would make its way to our heart too that we would follow Mary's example, that, Lord, we would think about these things, and then, Lord, we would own these things. Grateful, hearts full, for the incredible gift that you have given us. Maybe you're here today, and now you know why you came. You at first weren't sure, and you realize now that that it it was important and necessary for you to do a little pondering today to be reminded or to learn maybe for the first time that this gift is for you. This gift has your name on it. And that maybe now today for the first time you're in a place where you want to unwrap that gift. If that's you, will you just simply in your own words say something like this, God, 
I know I need you. I pray, Lord, that you will help me to understand what it means to put you at the center of it all. I know I've fallen short of your plan, and God, today I ask you to forgive me, and I thank you that you were born, but that you also went to that cross and that you died for me. Lord, for the rest of us, regardless of how busy sometimes life can be, will you help us to keep you at the center of it all? Will you help us to kind of manage that tension of the craziness of life and the the necessity that we each have to pause to ponder? Lord, help us to do that well. It's in your name we pray. Will you take the bread? And the cup. Thank you, Lord, for your gift. Our ushers are going to help us. I know some of you have come prepared tonight to to give in our offering. If you're a guest, let there be no expectation for that at all. That's not what this is about. Plum Creekers, thank you for your faithfulness supporting our ministry here that we do together, both in this town and all over this world. It's a great opportunity to serve them. Now, after those buckets have passed your spot, here's what I need you to do. Can you get out your glow stick? And after the buckets have passed, I want you to break that thing and get it started and then stand to your feet. Let's sing this song together one more time. Jesus be the center of my life. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing different than ever before. Let's keep him at the center of our celebration. So here's what we're going to do. This is Plum Creek style because back in the day, the theater told us we couldn't have candles. And so we've learned to really love our little glow sticks. All right. So kids, I need your help. Here's what we're going to do. Are they ready? Got them all ready to go. All right. We're going to cover them up. Let's cover them up really good. And we're going to do this one time. Remember, remember you always play like you practice. So let's practice good. We're going to count to three and we're going to say something very important because it was Jesus that told us when he said this, I am the light of the world. 
He said, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to cover them up. And we're going to count to three and we're going to say, he is the light of the world. Ready? Cover them up. Count to three. Ready? One, two, three. He is the light of the world. Good. It's good practice. Pretty good. Kids, I can't hear you. I think you can do better. You got to be louder than moms and dads and grandpas. Okay? So let's practice one more time. Ready? One, two, three. He is the light of the world. Okay. All right. I think we're ready now. I think we're ready. All right. So now this one's for real. Dim the lights a little bit. Ready? Cover them up. And then we're going to do it together. One, two, three. He is the light of the world. All right, now, all of my friends up here with me are going to tell you that you're missing out because this is very, very cool. So we're going to do it one more time. Put them down. And I want you to turn around so you can see a little bit of what I see from up here. Ready? Let's do it one more time. One, two, three. He is the light of the world. Now keep it up just for a second. Please this year, don't forget that. He also tells us that we're the light of the world when we carry Christ in our hearts to the world that lives around us. So we all have a responsibility and part of what we need to do this Christmas and heading into the new year is keep Jesus at the center of it all. Sound good? Keep him up for a second. Keep your eyes open. Lord, help us to carry your light to this world well. Thank you for your gift, that baby. Thank you that we get a chance to carry it to our town and to our world as well. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right, kids. You get to keep these glow sticks. <clears throat> Probably help you get Santa in. Okay? Here you go. You get an extra one. There you go. <clears throat> Listen, you guys, thank you so much for being here and celebrating with us. I trust that you'll have an awesome time with your family. Let's make sure to keep them at the center and to take a little bit of time this Christmas to ponder. If you're here this weekend, we'd love to have you back. Thanks for coming. You guys have a great Christmas.